0: Christy. Hey,
1: Rachel. How are you this wonderful morning?
0: It's been a rough one.
1: Oh, really? Oh, I
0: love those. I've already called you and cried this morning. I know. I know. Well, welcome back to Constant Chaos. Yeah,
1: here we are again. And I think today we've, um, after talking to a bunch of people that have reached out to us, you know, about their stories and um, shared with us where they're at, and then some feedback, we've realize that a good topic would be to talk about grief
0: you know that grief you feel um when you realize that you're not on the same path as some um, neurotypical kids parents yeah. um, just finding out like you're gonna have a bumpier
1: road and I think like you know uh, to think about it it you you don't really realize it right so what happens is there's a point in which you realize that 80% of what's going on at school or socially mm-hmm. in your child circle is quote unquote normal. And what you're experiencing is it's not, not what other parents are experiencing. And it's not to say that, you know, oh my gosh, they don't have hardships. And it's not to say that, um, you know, you're everybody's not doing the best they can, but you start to realize that you're on a different road and you're
0: you're going to Kansas.
1: Yeah. Well, so Rachel, (laughs) tell your analogy. You've told this to me so many times and I love it. I
0: always talk about this analogy. So, you know, when you're having a baby every you get the books and you're so excited and you're with your, hopefully you've got a friend or so, you know, people that are pregnant and everyone's going to Paris Say the books are, they're telling you about Paris. You're it's learning. Exciting, about, it's, it's exciting. It's new. It's yeah.
1: flashy. You can't believe it. You want it every week. You're like, what's
0: happening? What's happening? And you're all on the same path. You're going to the same place. You're going to Paris. And in a lot of places, there's
1: mommy groups that star and right. the hospitals introduce you to stuff. And it's so great. it's
0: yeah. all like, what's normally happening? And then suddenly you find out, Hey, you know what? You're not going to Paris. You are going to Kansas. Not that Kansas couldn't be a nice place, but let's be real. Paris is better. Most people would choose Paris. Um and you're never going to go. So you find out you're not going to ever go to Paris. You're going to be in Kansas. All your friends are in Paris. Most Well, people, you're actually watching them get to Paris. Watching, Every day you're watching You're them watching them get closer and closer
1: to Paris and you're going further and further and further down a very different And there's
0: path. No, and there's no guidebook to Kansas. There's no you're just stuck in Kansas. You have to learn Kansas. You have to love Kansas because you're never going to Paris. Never going to happen. But all your friends are there and they're not going to visit you in Kansas. They don't get it.
1: Yeah. So, what's happening and everybody'll have their moment where they realize, I you mean, know, Kansas. I, this is this is not what I thought it was going to be or this is not what I'm seeing other people doing and you're parenting this child or these children and you're grieving because you're thinking Okay, they're kind of lost at school. Okay, you know, they're the ones left out of the birthday party, or they get to the birthday party and they can't handle the birthday party because it's too much stimulation or it's loud, or they're kind of bouncing off the walls because they need to have a certain structure and that structure doesn't exist. But they're the kid that can't go out to dinner. They, yeah, they can't sit at a dinner table, or, you know, if it doesn't go a certain way, there's textures, there's smells, there's noises. I mean, who knows what it is? They're exploding for different reasons. And over time they just fall out of the system and yeah. the system could be defined any way you want. But right. Um, you know, I remember the moment I thought hmm, things were different and it was kindergarten.
0: And so how did you like, we're talking about grief. So it's like, how did you, how did you process that grief knowing like, okay. Well for a while it came out as bad parenting because I kept
1: trying to push like all your friends are doing club soccer why don't you do club soccer? And then we'd sign up for club soccer and we couldn't carpool. We couldn't get there on time. I'd be getting calls to come pick them up early. Like it wasn't, it wasn't our path, but we were trying to go. You're
0: trying to get to Paris. I'm
1: still trying to get to Paris and I'm trying to be on this path where all of the friends were on, right? And it, they made it look so easy. Like, you know, and, and yeah, I was sign up, and, Club
0: soccer or sign up for Club Sucker. Sign up for this and
1: we're going to carpool. And we set up a whole schedule. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I'm going to have to drive every day and nobody's going to understand because I need to make sure that we get in the car and we go. Because if I say we're carpooling, he's not going to go. We don't. This family does not carpool.
0: Well, you've, you've told me that. We yeah. don't
1: carpool. And because um, we never know when we wake up if we're going to be in a mood to be able to handle the day. Never mind the carpool. So over time, nobody wants to carpool with you, and yes. you and you don't. You kind of are making up excuses because you don't really know what's going on. And so, like for me, it was it was a series of like almost bad parenting. So I was like, "Yes, you're going." Like the Uber parent came out in me like the plan a back to the explosive child, right? Yeah, you like plan a. I'm planning it. I'm like, no, we signed up. We made a commitment. I would do that. You, you need to go. It's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. You know, I will wait in the parking lot or, you know, th- it's going to be fine. So-and-so is going to pick you up and your friends are in the car and it's going to be great. And I'm watching my child it's run out the back door. All this right. Yes. And, I didn't really know, like, I just thought I had a stubborn person. I didn't realize that I had a person who, you know, just like any other kind of, you know, I hate using the word disability, but disability, like they can't process the way some other kids are processing. And so these pack of, this pack of kids, this whole structure in this world that exists isn't for them.
0: So how did you process that? At what point did you say?
1: Well, for a long time, I wasn't telling anybody. I was just sort of hiding and we were kind of dropping out of stuff. And But you had to have felt some. It was horrible. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. And I don't, because I, you don't have time to grieve because you're so busy dealing with what's happening in the day. And I'm sitting here going, okay, when I had kids, I kind of pictured Fairy tale land, and I know that sounds ridiculous. I knew I didn't think you it was, was going to be hard, but but not hard like this. Hard you, in different ways, right? Like
0: they could be kind of like laughing, like, "Okay, honey, I told you to put your shoes on, right, for the third time," and that's about as hard as it gets. Yeah, or I like know. they lose their jackets, or like simple things like that. I don't even know. I just I think I assumed
1: it was going to be really hard, more like as a teenager. And the the young kid stuff was really just like, well, you just need to parent them. You just you just need to make sure you have the right rules and structure. So you give them the basic skills that they need as they're growing up so that they can use those as a teenager and adult. Not that we couldn't like have a dinner or we couldn't, we weren't gonna participate in group activities or I don't know. They weren't going to be able to understand some basic stuff at school because they have a processing disorder. Like you don't, you don't know. That's not the guidebook. No. And then all the, you know, the doctors and the labels. And I was like, you know, you're getting thrown from one doctor or another. And so grief, I was like, oh my gosh, like, where are we going? What's going to happen here? And, and how do you, you you explain this to some of the parents and they look at you like, "Huh, Huh? That's not my experience. Like, uh, well, yeah. they are not doing something right. You must be doing. Did you try this? Like, well, why don't you just do? You know, just, just establish have, a chart, or I don't know, just tell. Just, what do you mean? Just tell them they're going. And I, I would be like, yeah, I'm not gonna even have a conversation. Exactly. With this it's, it's, they just—they're—they're they're in Paris. They've gone to Paris, and I am so not even there. I haven't even boarded the train for anywhere.
0: Exactly. And it's not like. I don't know. I don't want to sound like it's a pity party, but. Well, I find it interesting that like for you, that you did, did you ever have that one time where you suddenly realized that you weren't, that it was different? I don't think that
1: I um, got to that until I gave up.
0: Okay. And did you, at that point, did you just cry and just say, okay, we're sucks. And this is my future. And I I got a lot.
1: I was mad a lot. I went angry. I was mad at everybody. Um, everybody meeting, probably my husband, but just like, I couldn't, I didn't understand. Like it wasn't logical to me. I didn't understand. And then I feel like actually for me, it was, um, there were definitely points along the road, but I think it was when I, at f- in fifth grade.
0: Oh,
1: that's my, I think you and I really connected that. that was when I just idea. said, you know what, the whole system's not working. I'm pulling my child out of school because the academics aren't work- working. Um, We left him there because socially he seemed pretty happy. But then I started to realize and think about it. I was like, I am maximizing over social happiness. That's insane. That's absolutely Mm -hmm. insane because you know what? These kids change friends. Everybody remembers middle school and how they just had to survive Mm -hmm. it because it's miserable. Right. I mean, who peaks in middle school? (laughs) So I feel like my grief was my fight all the way up until then from, you know, say five years old mm-hmm. until whatever age you're in fifth grade, I'm losing track now, but
0: 11, 11
1: 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was just like, I kind of like relaxed cause I thought to myself, you know what, this is our path and I'm just going to own it. Good. I don't care anymore. I'm going to find the best schools. I'm going to find the best teachers. I'm going to find the best resources and I'm going to throw myself into this even more, but in a positive way, not in a way that I felt like I was constantly drinking through a fire hose. And I'm not ashamed to talk about it. My mm-hmm. kids aren't ashamed to talk about their, how yeah. they learn differently or, you mm-hmm. know, what they need. They're no longer afraid to say, I don't go to birthday parties. I we don't came, like we, them. We came out of the closet. We came, it's like we came out of the closet and it, there's so much relief in that to just say, you so, know what? You stop you the fight. I stopped fighting because we weren't we weren't headed there, and it and
0: it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
1: But it is. It's it's like the death of the perfect child.
0: Or the perfect or the, family. It's
1: like the fantasy, you know, that fantasy, like, you know, the perfect wedding. I'm going to have the perfect... Like, you yeah. just have to get through that, you know what? It's more important that your kids are happy and that everybody can appreciate who they are.
0: Right. In their own accept- skin. You yeah, have to accept people for who they are. Right. Yeah. I had the moment... I mean, it was much earlier for me, for um, my younger son, when he was two, and I think I've told this story before, but no, it doesn't matter. he, you know, we go into this parenting class and this woman that did the parenting class came to ha- our house and did an observation. And after 20 minutes, she looks at me and she goes, yeah, you need a developmental pediatrician. You need OT. You need speech. You need it all. And it's going to be a long road for you.
1: It's a journey. You're on a journey.
0: And, you know, up until that point, we just thought he was colicky and he screamed and maybe when he talked and like something, you know, we didn't we didn't think it was going to like turn into like ADHD and all these other things. And we thought we thought it was going to grow out of it. And I remember going to like I don't what we were as a family at something and all I could do was cry. I was just crying and crying and crying. Like, oh, this is going to be so hard. It's already been hard. i two years old. It was already well, then so hard. Well, you,
1: now you know kind of what you have. Someone's laid out what you kind of have to do, right? Yeah. And it's like the big gulp. You're like, you, it's like someone just threw a project on your lap and said, you know what? You got to do all this stuff and you have no experience. And, and no you experience. don't have anybody else to talk to because I, you don't know who's in it. You don't know anything. You're in the dark.
0: I had nothing. And I just cried and cried and cried. And then I'm like, okay. I got to pull my big girl pants. <laughs> I'm the mom. <laughs> I got to figure out how to do this and get all these things. And actually, funny enough, I feel like she shouldn't give me the best advice because I didn't need a developmental pediatrician at two years old. That put me on the wrong path. The waste of $1,500 because at two years old. No one can diagnose him. Don't go to a developmental pediatrician till at least four. Um, But it did. That's when I had my grieving. That's when it really... Like, hit me.
1: Yeah. It's funny. So when you were just saying, like, crying, 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 um, that brought back something to me. So when we started looking at um, private schools, because of the reading issues, um, I couldn't get through a tour without crying. That was, I think, like, my biggest moment, because we'd go on these school tours. For middle
0: school or for high school?
1: It was, we started touring in elementary school. It was okay. for elementary school trying to figure out if we should pull okay. from elementary school. Cause you know, we knew in first grade about the dyslexia mm-hmm. um, and just some of the learning challenges. And we thought, huh, you know, maybe there'd be a better, better environment. And so my husband and I would continue and I would keep touring these schools and I would walk out of them cause I'd start sobbing. And it was like just a reaction. It wasn't that what I saw was bad. It wasn't that these places wouldn't be perfect. It was just that it was different. Mm-hmm. It was a, different road and
0: it's like why can't I just keep my kid in the public school with their friends and just have that neighborhood experience and yeah I was and and just the whole thing
1: like how are we going to do this and and who are these other kids and where are their parents and what do their parents look like and would I be able to talk to them like would they be my people too like am I I was kind of looking for our people because if the school could function academically then you want the people to fit too, so that they would have replaced, right. be able to replace their friends, you know, not replace them, replace them, but have,
0: but make, make their, have make their crew, new,
1: have their crew at their new location. So they, it wouldn't feel so uncomfortable. And I would just start crying and I have no idea why I would just, it was like yeah. all of a sudden those, those moments of like, okay, this is going to be different. It was like, this is, we're actually making a big, this is, this is gonna be a big one.
0: Yeah. So, so you just brought up a good point. It's just talking about, When you're looking at the school and you're looking around and trying to find your people and i think that brings up another side of the grief is not being able sometimes to feel like you can relate to other parents and that that is an isolating thing that happens
1: uh yeah because i already had made all those friends based on my kids friends right so i had all these acquaintances not like but you know you you start a new environment. You put all this work into...
0: Don't sorry, love gotta love the
1: dogs. I can't control it all the time. Um, but you put all this work into, you know, making sure that you have relationships with some of their parents because they go on birthday party, whatever, right? right. It's right. not the like they're... Carpools. Are, carpools, like, whatever. Just, yeah, they're just... So now it's all going to change again for you, for them, for everybody, and everybody's stressed. Your stress is the parent. Their stress the But do you feel like
0: um, what I was trying to ask is like the isolation of like, um, the parent, like you, you're not on the same path as those parents. And sometimes it can feel like there's a grief in not being able to connect because they don't understand that oh, you're in totally Kansas.
1: This. Oh yeah. And I, a lot of, I don't have friends, I've lost friends over it because I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I didn't reach out. I don't know if it's because they just were like, yeah, well, they're not going to be a part of this. So we'll move on to hang out with people that are going to be part of this with my kids or my carpool or, my school, you know, it was like, that's, that was the glue that was holding us all together. And I have to now go find new glue.
0: Glue, Well, glue of people that are with you. Right.
1: But you know, it's amazing. Once you put yourself in this place of being vulnerable, you do meet and have deeper relationships with some other people because you've all been through this deeper experience together. Mm -hmm. So I've now learned that, um, you know, just to be real about everything and to be honest about it. And um, the more I talk about it, the more people I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm helping because they'll be like, oh, your kid, what goes to, you know, Core Academy, tell me about that. Oh, I have, you know, similar situation. And then you start to give little snippets and you realize there's a lot
0: more people with us. There's there's a lot lot more more people.
1: people. Yep. Yeah. And so I'm reading this book right now. It's another Ross Green book. And they're talking about the amount of kids that are getting expelled, suspended, um, detentions. It, like the numbers are horrifying. And I didn't write them down otherwise I'd quote them. But um, they're horrifying. And it's because the school systems are set up for the normal neurotypical kids. And they're just, they're not looking at it correctly. They're not looking at these kids like, wow they have something that's not connecting, right? There's some transmitter in their brain or whatever that's just misfiring occasionally and they need support. Mm-hmm. What they're doing is saying, oh, they're the bad seed. We should punish them. Yeah. And so the more and more of those kids are getting punished when the neurotypical kids will continue to do what they're supposed to do. They don't need examples
0: mm-hmm. to
1: show them what good behavior looks like. That's not it. Mm -hmm. The other kids need the support. They need the foundation because they don't understand. Like they don't have the skills in their brain sometimes to know like, okay, I don't understand this assignment. So I need to figure out how to understand this assignment. Or I
0: need to know how to self-advocate and go ask my teacher the question and feel good about doing it.
1: Right. Instead, they feel like they're broken and there's something wrong and they're stupid and... They don't realize that it's actually the teacher's responsibility when they're young to reach out and know that there's a child in their class Mm -hmm. that needs something a little bit different. And it would be much more beneficial to show that child support. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: you're modeling the appropriate behavior for the kids rather than
0: take the other kid's side. Right, like the kids that are going to have it. They're going to do it anyway. Yeah. They're, they're, they want to behave well. Easier. It's easier for them. Yeah.
1: People want to behave well. People are not trying to not behave. There's a reason when something goes down in school behavior wise, why they're not doing it. It's very rare that it's just a kid who's in there trying to create trouble. Right. Usually there's something else underneath it. And if. But,
0: so I think we need to talk about that book. I don't want to yeah, we it.
1: should read it. It's so another, what's the name of it again? Uh, Lost at School by Ross Green. Dr. Okay. Ross Green. He's awesome. Got it. Um, so anyway, that, you know, yeah. for me, like that's, a you like, that's a grieving process. And I've realized more and more that we've been doing this podcast, how many people are hiding, still hiding at home, like, right, not accepting a diagnosis or afraid to tell their child or their family, or afraid
0: to go to the doctor, afraid to find out.
1: So we just, we've talked about this before. We're in the process of finding um, a high school and we did neuro, private neuropsych testing again, because of course you have to, to be able to get them through high school and do mm-hmm. college if that's the choice. Um, and we had our doctor go through all the testing with our son and he is so much calmer. Really? Yeah. Because he knows now where he has challenges. He knows where he does really well mm-hmm. and he knows what he has to do or what the model looks like for him to be successful. Isn't that amazing? I feel so like I, every kid should have that. Well, it was just so enlightening for him. Like it just—it kind of like freed a huge part of his anxiety. Mm-hmm. That's great. So I mean, I think. So where
0: is he going to go to high school?
1: We're still looking. We okay, still have some choices. You
0: haven't made the final decision yet.
1: Well, we're we're going through the process with the public school to see if they can give us the right amount of support. So um, we're hopeful that it will be public. Okay, that's the goal, but. You know, there's still a whole process. They still have to test him. We still don't have all that information back yet. So but that the goal would be to send him back to public school because um his he's been able in private school to come up to grade level and to stay at grade level and academically be where he needs to be. Mm -hmm. But he still will need support. And so, you know, but any school has to prove they're true. Right. So we're just kind of looking at that. But anyway, yeah.
0: All right. So anything else we want to talk about the grieving process? I just think that, you know, it, it's just, it's okay to feel sad. Yeah. it's and, okay. and find your people, find your people. It's okay to be sad. Talk about it. Talk, accept your kid who they are. Yeah. accept them. It's I mean, like, I mean, just it like be, a
1: personality. It's the same as like a personality quirk, you know, or uh, some kind of medical cystic fibrosis or cancer or, you know, whatever, like, they're not going to have the same path and there's nothing wrong with that. It's accepting individuals and being kind and loving and looking at them and saying, you know what, with your tool set, you can do great things. You don't have to have everybody else's tool
0: set. Totally. And I also feel like sometimes it builds so much more resilience. Like I was just telling you the story about one of my kids at a birthday party at some point where he wasn't chosen for a game and he was so upset. Like every other kid was like, Jumping around happy every yeah, like they don't even it's like they don't even notice, right? They don't even right? notice. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm on a team, whatever. Yeah, my son's crying. And I'm like mm-hmm. and I felt that pain so deeply and it was awful, awful, awful. And you know, in the car ride home, I'm just trying to figure out how to talk to him and build up that confidence because I can't take away that, that stuff's gonna happen to him. No. Like I can't take away the pain that's gonna happen. Like no. I can't make people like him. I can't mm-hmm. make everyone include him. All I can do is, like, let him know I love him and I'm here and provide that foundation and remind him of all the amazing qualities he has.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And then hopefully he's going to build some resilience and and kindness so that when he's in that situation where someone might get left out, he's the one that's going to be like, hey, so-and-so isn't included. Let's make sure they're on a team. Right. And that's what I hope. Yeah. I mean, there's so many ways. So for that
1: example, there's so many ways you could spin it, right? The doctors would probably say exposure therapy, keep going to those parties, you know, find a way to like get yourself chosen or go.
0: Oh, I hate that. Well, but
1: so yeah, yeah, that's the school of thought, right? We tried it so many times where we finally just came to the point where we just don't go to birthday parties because it was so painful. Like there was anxiety about going and then there was anxiety about, you know, Am I going to get picked or I there's so many issues that we finally just said, we just don't do those. We as a family don't go to birthday parties because nobody at the end of the day is super happy about the situation. So you might not get invited to them. That's the consequence, right?
0: right? I just feel like I need to keep trying to find ways where he can be confident, where he can be good at something. So maybe it's like the birthday party. He's not going to get chosen. That's not his spot yeah. But there's so
1: many other opportunities but like where
0: where are the spots that he can shine but maybe they're more
1: individual spots right. They don't if have to be large group. It could be you could know be on the tennis
0: court. It could be, be an be, art
1: class. It yeah. could be Drama it could be debate. It could be yep.
0: So keep trying keep on trying supporting them and mm-hmm.
1: Giving them options and be volunteer work helping others. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many choices out there It doesn't have to be what the pack is doing right and forgive yourself and let them forgive themselves because otherwise they're going to carry it. Like, I can't do that. Like, that's something I can't, like they get that anxiety. I, I can't do birthday parties. It's not that they can't, it's they're choosing that it's not the right environment for them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's fine. Right. And it's fine for your family. And it's fine for your parent. You are choosing. Accept him for who he is. And yep. And you're going to find the different path and that is 100%. Okay. Exactly. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to Rachel and I today. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at Podcast Chaos and on Facebook at Constant Chaos Podcast. Have a great day and thanks again. Bye.